Good morning for everyone. Um, it is a privilege to be here speaking to all of you. My name is Andrea Rodriguez. I am from a country of Brazil. Do we have any Brazilian here? I, I bet we have. I invited a lot of Brazilians to come this morning. <laughs> Maybe one part of the Brazilian community are here this morning. So I'm from Brazil. It is a pleasure to be here speaking like this morning. Uh, this morning is a missionary morning. I bet we have a lot of former student missionaries here, right? Can I see your hand? Were you a student missionary? Oh, praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So we are here. We are here to serve God. So we were called to serve. And once missionary, we always will be a missionary. Right? So I was a missionary in the island of Palawan in the Philippines. So um, I will talk a little bit about um, the experience that I had in the Philippines. But first, um, we start with like reading and re reflecting in some Bible verses. The title for the sermon this morning is Imparted by the Spirit, Breaking Barriers to Reach the Unreached. So I came from a uh, big country. So uh, in, in Brazil, we have maybe right now more than 220 million people living in Brazil. I came from a big city. I think it's the biggest city in South America. Yeah, one of the biggest cities in the world, Sao Paulo. So there are a lot of people living there too. So in Brazil, we have a goal. Our church in Brazil, we have a goal. And the goal that our church in Brazil is to reach the whole country, to take the gospel to every corner in our country. And I believe that like that same goal, all the countries in South America, we share the same. And I believe that here in America, we also have the same goal, the same passion. We want to reach people. We want to go to every corner in this country and reach those people that, that, that don't know about Christ, that have never heard about Jesus. Do we have this goal? I think that's the reason that we are here this morning, right? We were uh, reached by the gospel. So Christ, one day, he found us. He gave us his hope. He gave us his life. And now we are here and we have the privilege. It is a privilege. We have the privilege to go, to go forth and take the gospel, the good news for those that doesn't know Christ yet. How many Christians we have in this world? We are about 2.18 billion Christians living on this planet today. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. This is the sign that the gospel is being preached. People are giving their lives for Christ. That's the sign that the gospel we, is reaching more people. But do you guys know how many people live in the, on this planet that they have no idea who is God? Almost 3.6 billion people in this planet, they have never heard about Jesus. We have a huge task. Because we believe that like this gospel, this message of the kingdom must be preached to the whole world. And we have this mission. We have this task. We have this goal. And God is calling us to be part of this mission. 
that he has. All right. So the first verse, we go like to Matthew chapter uh, 28, verse 18 to 20. And Jesus said, there is the great commission. So if you have any doubt that God has called you, so here is the proof that God is calling you. Here's the call that God has to you this morning. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So this is the call that God is giving us this morning. The call to go and reach those people that don't know Christ yet. The call to go and share the good news of salvation for those people that are living and sitting in darkness. We, this morning here, we have the light. The light came into, your, into our hearts. So we have the privilege to go and share this light with those people that don't know this hope that we have. And the promise of Christ is, if you go, if you accept the call, if you stand for the kingdom of God, the promise of Christ is, I will be with you. I will go with you. You are not going alone. Maybe you might say, well, I don't have ability. I don't have any gift. Don't worry. Because, because if something is lacking, God will supply God will provide. God will provide. When I accepted uh, the call to be a missionary in the island of Palawan in the Philippines, I had a lot of limitations. And one of those limitations was the language. I grew up in Brazil. We Brazilians, we just speak Portuguese. Just Portuguese. Don't come to us speaking English. We don't understand English. Even in Spanish... Like, we can communicate in Portugal. <laughs> we, can, we can communicate in Portugal. We can communicate in Spanish a little bit. But we Brazilians, we don't understand a lot of Spanish as well. So we just know one language. When I accept the call to go as a missionary, I just knew Portuguese. I had a lot of fears. How can I leave my country not, not knowing how to speak English? So God supplies. So this, is the, this is, the, is the proof that God works powerfully. So here I'm preaching in English. Praise the Lord. And I believe that God, he gives us the gift of tongues with the purpose to save souls. If you are afraid to go overseas as, as a missionary and you don't know how to speak Mandarin, you don't know how to speak Thai, don't worry. God will supply. God will provide. God will provide. When I was in the Philippines, I was learning two languages at the same time. English and Palawano. Because I was living in the mountains and they speak a different dialect. I had to, to learn two languages at the same time. But God says here in the Bible, if you go, I will be with you. And I will supply. And I will provide every single need that you need along the way. Do you want more reasons to give your life for missions? God is calling us. And if you go through the Bible, you can see that in Mark, we have also a great commission. 
God saying, go to the world. If, if we go to Luke, we, say that we, we, we can see the same thing. Jesus saying, look, I will give you power and you go to the world. And you be my witnesses. Should, um, should be preached. Uh, oops, oops. Let me go back. I'm very excited. Okay. <laughs> thus it is written. And thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to raise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. That was their message. Our Lord died, but he is alive. And through his name, we can find repentance. We can find forgiveness. We can find a hope. And that this Lord will come again. That's our message. A powerful message. The disciples, they had to begin in Jerusalem. Where is our Jerusalem? Where is our Jerusalem? In John, we can find the Great Commission too. In every single gospel, we can find Jesus saying to us, you must go and make disciples. You must go and reach the world. Ellen White says, the church is God's appointed agency for the salvation of man. Is the what? Appointed what? Agency. It was organized for? For service. Are we church this morning? Do you want to find our purpose this morning, church? Your purpose is in serving people. If we are not serving people, we are not fulfilling God's purpose to our life. That's God's purpose to our life. It's serving. It's service. This is what God intended the church to be. And the mission is to carry the gospel to the world. That's the mission of the church. That's the mission. We know what we have to do, right? Another one. The gospel commission is the great missionary charter of Christ's kingdom. The disciples were to work earnestly. For what? For souls. The disciples, they went to the world and they worked earnestly for saving, for saving souls. That, what, that is what being a church means. Yeah. As I said, I was in Brazil. I was living in that country. But one day, when I was... At church, listening to a sermon, I heard like the great need that this word has for missionaries. When I heard that like almost, almost, it's basically like almost half of the world's population don't know about Christ. And those people, they live uh, north of Africa, Middle East, Asia, those countries. People that they don't have any neighbor, any Christian neighbor. To tell them about Christ. Then I made a decision. I said, Lord, I don't know any English. I don't know even much Spanish. So, but I want to go. I want to serve. There is no single week that I don't think about Palawan. And there, there is no single week also that the, the, the Palawan send me a message. They are always messaging me. Yeah, they, they, they have Facebook nowadays. 
they do have Facebook nowadays. So like they are always messaging me and they are always asking me like to go back. And God has been giving me like the privilege to go back to Palawan every year. Every year God is giving me the, the privilege. So I, I came back from Palawan in 2021. So I was there like for almost three years. I was a PE teacher there. Um, I was uh, then Bible worker. I led a small group. I was the human ambulance because we have a clinic in the mountains. Sometimes the, the, the people in the mountains, the natives, they get sick and someone has to go and pick them up and take them or to our clinic or to our hospital. So someone has to do that. So God, God blessed me like with a lot of good moments living there in Palawan. So the reason that I started teaching PE there at school was because I, I, I couldn't speak the language. So it is pretty easy. I think, guys, so this is like a tip. If you want to go to the mission field and you don't know any language, you just know your native language, just go as a PE teacher. <laughs> because as a PE teacher, if you have a ball, you know how to communicate. You know, you give the ball to the kids and the kids will play and then you play. You don't have, you don't have to know the language. But then little by little, they were teaching me the language. Yeah, the kids. The kids were teaching me the language. I had like some language helpers too. The natives, they were always like teaching me how to communicate in their language too. So it was very interesting because like the way that I, I found uh, very useful to learn another language is just knowing like two phrases. Can you guess which phrases are that? What is this? And what is that? <laughs> That's the only true phrase that you must know when you are in, in another country. And you want to build a vocabulary and be able to communicate with people. Because when I was visiting the people in their house, I was always like sitting with them and like talking with them. But then like the vocabulary was gone. When the vocabulary was gone, what I was doing? Like, okay, I'm going home or uh, where, 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 where am I going right now? I have no idea what, what to say. And then I started, okay, so let, let, me try to, let me start to asking like some questions. And I was, oh, what is that? And they said, oh, that's a roof. And they said roof in their native language. And I had a notebook and I was writing down. As I uh, uh, heard, I wrote down in the paper. So I said, what, what is that? Roof. Roof in Palawano is sapau. And I was, okay, roof is sapau. And then, what is this? Uh, uh, datag is uh, floor. Okay, datag is floor. Uh, what is that? It's a tree. Caillou. And then I was, okay, caillou. And then I was building my vocabulary. So like one day I was communicating with them. One day I was co communicating with them. And I remember that when I got in the mountains, the, my, my first week there, I prayed to God and I said, God, Give me the opportunity to communicate in their language. Give me the opportunity to someday preach in English. And give me the opportunity to like someday preach in Palawano. So three months after that, I was preaching in English. A very broken English. I'm still learning. I'm not fluent at all. But it was a very broken English. And someone was translating Palawano. And in my last week... In the project, my first year, the last week, they invited me to preach. And I went to preach. And when I stood up to preach, God gave me the privilege to preach in Palawano. And they understood. <laughs> that was the power of God. The power of the Holy Spirit. 
When the Spirit is with you, you have everything that you need. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry. I don't know the language. I don't know how to communicate with, with these people. I don't know what to do. God will supply. God will always supply. Yeah. So we have here in Matthew chapter, um, chapter 24 verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will? The end, the end will come. So Jesus is saying the end will come. And the gospel will be preached. This is a prophecy. The gospel will be taken to the end of the earth. Or with us participating or with the stones. <laughs> But God wants to use us. God, gives, God gave us this opportunity. God gave us this privilege to go and, and share the gospel, the good news with People that don't know about him. This is our privilege. That's why you are sitting right now here. Because God wants to call you. God is calling you. The Holy Spirit is right now talking, speaking to your heart. Motivating you to give your life, to surrender your life, to commit yourself for missions. We have a lot of young people here. I don't know how old you are. Can you guess how old I am? No, don't, don't, don't say. <laughs> don't say. Don't say. Keep to yourself. I'm 34 years old. You guys know when I went to the mission field? When I went to the mission field, I was 29. But I wish I could have gone to the mission field when I was in my 20s. And always I wonder where I could be today. If I had given my life for missions when I was still young, I'm not that old, but when I was young, when I was 18 years old, when I was 19 years old, when I was 20 years old, you are in the place, you, young people, teenager, you are in the place that you can commit yourself to Christ right now while you are still young. You can give your life to him and you can have amazing experiences with him while you are still young. You can imagine what God can do in your life in one year that you give to him? Can you imagine what your life can be like 10 years from now if you surrender your life to Christ, giving him your life to get involved in missions? The promise is true and is sure. God will be with you. He will fill you with the Holy Spirit. This is what he wants to do. This is what he wants to do. We have a worldwide missions. So go. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit come upon you. And you shall be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jesus said for the disciples, you must be my witnesses here in Jerusalem. Among your own people. But you don't have to limit your call just for your location. Because the mission is worldwide. We must accept this call. But before we go, we must receive power. There is no accomplishments without the power of the Holy Spirit. There is no way to 
save souls without the power that comes from God. That's why before we go, we must receive power. And that's why we are here this morning, worshiping the Lord, opening the Bible, because we want to receive this power. The power of the Holy Spirit always comes upon those that is listening to the word. Upon those that is like praying and asking for the promise. And we are here in this position of people gathering together, worshiping God. And we must claim for the, for the promise. As soon as we are filled with the Spirit, we are going to get a conviction about our mission. And a desire to save souls. And then we go to the world without any fear. Because we know that the Lord is going to be with us. We have a local mission, regional mission, and a world mission as well. Okay, let me just pass this. Yeah, so anyways. Um, I was in a village when I was in the Philippines, a village called Maracubal. So, and we see that before we go, we must receive power. That's what the Bible says. When I was in that village called Maracubal, you can see my mansion there. I had my house on top of the hill. And I had a very a beautiful view of the mountains in front of me. Every single morning. Those bright days, sunny days were the most beautiful days. Yeah, I did not have AC because my house was made of bamboo and bamboo leaf and coconut leaf. So I had a breeze coming in all the time. But the house was so big that could fit just me inside. I couldn't invite anyone to come in because it was too small. So that small roof that you are seeing there, that was my kitchen. And there I was used to cook my food. I was living in that village called Maracubal. It was during the pandemic, so I had a task. And that task was to teach the kids at school, teach PE for the kids at school, and to establish a small group in one village near to that place. So then I was doing that. I was teaching the kids in the morning, and I was visiting the village in the afternoon, and we started gathering in a church member's house every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. So three times a week we were gathering. And as we are gathering, we were in the village that the leader of their village was a witch doctor. So anyways, the witch doctor, I heard from the locals that like he was against my work there. And he was planning like to do like kind of worship for the spirits. So he was trying to gather everyone just to do like to get everyone back to the culture again and keep back like worshiping the spirits. But the church members, they were, not, they were not wanting to do that. So then what happened was I started this small group in his village and I was gathering like uh, in one of the church members' house. So while I was there singing, giving them Bible studies, and I think I, I do have some, some piece of that. Oh, yeah. That was me, giving Bible studies to them. So I was there with my, 
with, with my uh, pictures, showing them the stories. And sometimes we were like also singing and praying. And every day the, the witch doctor was used like to come, pass through the house, but he didn't stop. He went straight to his house. So every single worship, it was the same thing. Until one day, I remember that was a Friday. So he was coming from his place and he passed through our small group and he stopped and he started like to talk with one of his friends. And then after the talking, he went to his house again. And then it, uh, like for some days, he was doing the same thing. He was stopping and talking with like some friends and then going back home. But one day, I was surprised because he passed, he was talking with his friends, and he sat down. As he sat down, he was talking with his friends, but I was noticing that like while he was talking, sometimes he was looking at me. He was talking with his friends, and then he was looking at me. And I was, I was realizing that he was paying a little bit attention in about what I was saying. And every single worship service was the same. Every single gathering, it was the same. Until like one Saturday, we got together. We had our worship in the, in the Saturday morning. We had a Bible study in the Saturday morning. And then we, would, we, we were going to have a potluck. And all the Palawanos, like when we have potluck, they bring their food. So they bring bananas. They, they bring boiled jackfruit. They bring uh, thousands of uh, pounds of rice. And they bring all those good things that I love, the, the, the mountain food. The mountain rice has a different taste. Very unique. Very, very unique. I have some in my house up until today. Yeah. I have some. <laughs> Anyways, we were all there worshiping together. We were having the fellowship. And the witch doctor, like he was there sitting as well with us. And he was participating as well in the, in the potluck he was eating. And at the end, we asked the group, like, okay, so next, next week, where is going to be our potluck? Like, in which house? Whose house? And then he, the first person that raised his hand was the guy, the witch doctor. He said, hey, next, next weekend, it's going to be in my house. And we were all surprised because that guy he was against our work he was against our gathering and now he was inviting us to go to his house to have potluck and worship there and we did that so the following sabbath we were in 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 the witch doctor's house having worship and having potluck and something that i didn't mention in the, in the last service i will mention in this service here so always when we were asking hey where are we going to have potluck next week. He always said, no, it's going to be here. It's not going to be anywhere else. We are going to have the same thing every single Sabbath here in this place. And we had that. Then those who gladly receive his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. So that was the result to being filled of the Spirit. Around 3,000 people were baptized. What can God do through you if you are filled with the Spirit? Surrender your life for missions. This is what God wants to do. 
God is calling you today. What is going to be your answer to him? God is calling you. God is calling you to serve him. God is calling you to go and serve others. There are people that they will get to know Christ just if someone stand and say, I will go and I will preach and I will be used by you, O Lord. That's our privilege. So I've done a lot of those, um, those type of things. The longest hike that I have ever done was um, 30 hours of hike to pick up a patient and take that person to the, to, to the hospital. A lot of people, they live in places that they have no access to anything. And they need someone to go and care for them. Every true disciple is born into the kingdom of God as a missionary. This is what Ellen White says. Are you a disciple of Christ? Were you born in the kingdom of God? So you are a missionary. There is no excuses. There is no other way. We are all missionaries. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how they shall believe in whom they have not heard? And how they shall hear without a preacher? And how they shall preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. How will people know about Christ if there is no preacher? How will they preach unless they are sent? So here I'm talking like for a lot of students, a lot of young people. And here is the call for you. Here's God saying to you, stand and go for me and I will be with you. So if you have the desire to be a missionary, you, you can go to that QR code. You can scan the QR code and then there you can fill a form and then you can find a place to go. And the Andrews Student Missions, they will support you. They will give you information and they will send you to the field. So scan this QR code and find the place for you to serve. And God will be with you. If you are here and you cannot go, my, but you can support a missionary. So through that link, you can also find a place where you can give support to missions. Where you can support these young people that are here longing to go to the mission field, but they have no means to go. So you can support a missionary just going through that link as well. So I wish that God bless you, bless your ministry, bless your life, and may we all get involved in missions. Amen.
Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the salvation in Jesus Christ. Thank you for the privilege that you have given us to go and preach the gospel, to be a light and witness for those that are in darkness. We give our life to you right now. We commit ourselves to you for missions. Please, get the hearts of the people, the young people, and everyone that is right now giving them answer to you. They want to go. Open the way. Open, uh, give like, the, the money, anything that they need to go. And use them for your glory. And may people, may uh, 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 a lot of people groups, they may, they may be reached by your glory and by your love. Give us your spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.